Journey to Organization, episode 163. Why are you keeping broken things? You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to the Journey to Organization podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization, and today we are talking about why you keep things that are broken. Before we get started, I want to mention, while I know it isn't even Purim yet, Pesach is also coming. This year, I want you to be organized and ready and not stressed out. So on February 14th, the 36-day decluttering challenge is starting. Painless Pesach. But in case you aren't ready to deal with Pesach, we'll just call it the 36-day decluttering challenge. Just look at this as a decluttering challenge that will help you right now. And the challenge ends six days before Pesach, so Pesach cleaning will be a breeze, and there will be five bonus days to help you get ready for Yom Tov. This year, I'm also adding power hours, which is group decluttering every Sunday of the challenge. I would love for you to join so that you can actually start getting your home decluttered now so that cleaning for Pesach will be a breeze. Registration is currently open. For more information, please email balaganbegone at gmail.com or head to balaganbegone.com forward slash 36. So let's dive in. Every time I go to someone's house or work with them and a done it a day declutter or through one of my online courses, I see so much broken stuff and it's so disappointing. So today I want to talk about why we keep broken stuff and why we should let it go and how we can avoid the graveyard of broken things in the future. So let's start by asking, why do we keep broken stuff? And I really believe the answer is because we believe that we'll actually repair it. And for most people, that's just not the case. They don't have the tools, they don't have the experience, and sometimes they don't have the money to repair something, or sometimes it's just not worth the money to repair something. And a lot of times, they don't have the time. And I think people fool themselves into believing that it's a priority to repair things when it's really not a priority for them. Now, I personally, I'm a repairer. If I can get something repaired, I'll do that because there's a huge cost to not repairing from an environmental perspective, which is really important to me. So when my mixer broke a few weeks ago, we took it to get repaired. First of all, it was so much cheaper than getting a new one, but also it was just such a simple fix that it was worth it. But a few years ago, our dishwasher broke and it was not repairable because a mouse had chewed through all the wiring <laughs> and eaten through and the, the electrical board was damaged. And the repairman said, no repairman is going to repair this for you because no one knows really the full extent of the damage, in which case there's nothing we can really do because no one's going to give you any sort of guarantee that it's properly fixed because it's really impossible to to tell the extent of the damage. So in that case, I didn't repair it and I bought something new. So I think one of the things you have to really understand is when something is actually repairable, will you repair it? Um, and if the answer is yes, then okay, great. And if the answer is no, why are you holding on to it? <laughs> like I said, I'm a repairer. So if I can sew up my kid's pants or even a sock sometimes or a t-shirt, 
I, I will fix it. <laughs> um, if I, if I can repair like one of their toys or something like that, I will also fix it. But I also understand that once I look at it, if I know I can't fix it, I say like, it's okay, it's time to recycle it or send it to the garbage. I am a big believer in making sure that when we buy things, we have to be responsible for them from the time that we get them till the end of its life cycle. So I do definitely look for objects that are easy to repair or that will not need repair or that the company will repair if something is broken because I want things to be repaired <laughs> because I don't I don't want things to just end up in the landfill. That's not how I think the life cycle journey should go. But what I don't understand is why people who have purchased something new because their old item didn't work and are still holding on to the item, the old item, even though the new item is already in their house and taking its place, why they're holding on to that old item. It just doesn't make any sense because why would you keep something that you've already, already replaced? There's the only exception to this rule that I ever really see as acceptable is when people are renting. Um, they often upgrade things in their home because they prefer to live with an upgrade, say light fixture, a light fixture that's better or prettier or something like that, if they know they're going to live there for a few years. And then they save the old light fixture so that they can swap it out when they when they move out. But I can't really think of anything else like that you would change in something in a temporary dwelling. For the most part, I find that people are just holding on to these old things that are broken. And I, I honestly, I don't understand it there. I know that there are some comfort in doing that. And this is this is not a judgment. But I think that what happens is when people uh, replace something, they see the old thing and they're like, well, I'll keep it in case of an emergency. <laughs> uh, this happens a lot with cell phones where it's like if something is totally not working in your cell phone, like if it's totally smashed and it's not usable, like there's no need to to keep it, just recycle it. And I know sometimes people upgrade their phones and then they just keep a spare on hand because maybe the phone isn't working great, but it's okay in an emergency. Okay, so that kind of thing I can also kind of understand, but but what I don't understand is why if you already have a spare phone, why you would keep two spare phones. Like, so if you have, if you just upgraded your phone and you have an old one from the time before, plus you have your current old one, then just get rid of the oldest one, recycle that one, and just keep one spare. Like, I think there also needs to be some understanding of how many things you're going to have just in case. Because just in case, like, it's now. <laughs> if you aren't using it now, the just in case time period, it's past. So definitely take a look around and see, like, and, and see what are you holding on to that you can actually really let go of. As I said, I'm a repairer and I think it's best to repair things whenever possible. But, but for most people, their schedules and their ability to repair things don't actually jive with actually repairing anything. Yeah, in an ideal world, we would repair everything right away. But in all honesty, especially right now, most of us 
we're not living in an ideal world where if something is broken, you can just, you know, run over to the repair shop or run over to the tailor or whatever and get it repaired right away. It's not possible for a lot of that to happen right now. So you have to be honest with yourself, give yourself deadlines and see like, am I really going to repair this? Or is it just better to find a way to recycle it and and move on? It's actually, it's not it's not that hard to recycle clothing in most places. And in most places, it's not really hard to recycle old electronics either. In a lot of places, you can offer old electronics for free on websites like in israelagora.co.il or in the US on Freecycle or Craigslist or even Facebook Marketplace. There is a market for those kind of things if you're willing to give them away because people are often looking for spare parts um, and they like to have those things. So it's it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to offer those things for free. Um, and it's okay to also just recycle them if you can. But I think that when you need to repair something, when something comes into your realm and it's a repair or replace situation, you need to make that decision. Once you've decided to replace it, you need to then figure out how to dispose of the old item. Um, in Israel, if you have a oven that you're replacing or any sort of appliance, even a computer, the store is required to take back the old model. So you have that option. And in places like the US, uh, usually they take away your old appliances as well. And it's pretty easy to recycle um, most things, batteries, small appliances, light bulbs at places like Best Buy, Target, and uh, Ikea. And Ikea also in Israel. So once you've decided if something is going to be repaired or replaced, and if you're going to replace it, you know, bringing in the new things mean recycling it right away. But for the future, I think it's really important to avoid buying things that will break. <laughs> and I mean, okay, everything breaks, right? But I think it's important to understand how to find good quality items and protecting those items. Let's so let's go back to the phones. Phones will last longer if you put a case on them. They will last longer if you do regular maintenance to them. So keep the files cleaned out and run regular updates. And if you just do a little maintenance on them, regular maintenance that's very light and easy, you can get many, many, many more years out of your phones, let's say, than manufacturers would care for you to get out of those phones. And the same thing with clothes. If you take better care of your clothes, they will last you longer. So stop putting them in the dryer as frequently or let them mostly air dry and then just fluff them dry at the last few minutes. Um, all of those things are wear and tear on your clothing, on your devices, on your appliances. Keeping things clean is really important, but also just buying the best quality that you can really afford and looking to see how things are actually made, if things can easily be repaired, if machines come apart. For example, if you have a higher quality mixer, let's say, it's probably going to be much cheaper in the long run to repair than a lower quality that's glued together because a higher quality is usually put together um, with pieces that attach to each other with screws and, and things like that. And you can unscrew them and take them apart and clean them. And and with less expensive models, they're usually glued together. And so there's really very little chance of repair. 
So investing in good quality things and really taking note of how things are made are really going to help you figure out in the long run if you're going to have to repair, if you're going to be able to repair, or if you will need to replace something when it breaks. The way you can avoid lots of broken stuff in your house is obviously be conscientious about what you bring into your home and the quality of the items that you bring into your home, like I said, from the start. But if these things are already in your home and you're just starting out on your journey of decluttering and letting things go and these things are taking up space, then let them go. Because if you're holding on to these things and you really have no intention of repairing them or there really is no way to repair them, holding on to them isn't going to help you with anything. You actually have to physically clear your space to create a gateway for a new blessing to come into your life. And more than that, letting go of these objects, open up space in your home so you have space to maneuver and it makes your space more soothing and relaxing and when you walk into a space that has order and isn't cluttered and you know where everything is and where everything goes and there isn't anything broken or there isn't any garbage it's like you're walking into a fresh house and it's a breath of fresh air when you walk into your room or just in the house in general instead of feeling like it's a soul-sucking place every time you go into it like I have clients who walk into their storage rooms and it's soul sucking for them because it's just one place where they they put all their stuff that they're not quite ready to let go of and that they don't really have space for in the regular part of the house and they know that they need to let it go but they can't actually let it go so the storage area acts or the basement or the attic it acts as sort of like a purgatory before it goes to the landfill right and it's like what's the point if it's if you're just delaying the inevitable it's not helping you so letting it go and not using your home as as a landfill is really really important and obviously like we want to avoid sending things to the landfill it's true but that being said, <laughs> if it's sitting in your house and that's where it's destined to go, then that's where it should go. It's not helping anybody by sitting in your house. Obviously, like I said, if you can recycle it, that's better. And so many things are recyclable that you don't even think about. Um, for clients, when I lived in the US, I used to take old computer parts and um, metal, anything that was metal, I could take it to like a local scrapyard and they were they would pay me for it. So there are definitely things for a little bit more effort that you could recycle in an ethical way and and even, you know, make some money or not lose any money, especially like I said before with FreeCycle or Craigslist or Agora, all these places can you know, people are happy to come and take away your broken stuff because they want to use it for something. So don't feel bad about saying, okay, it's broken and, you know, I'm selling it for parts or I'm giving it away for parts. If you went onto eBay and looked up how many people were selling their phones, their old broken phones for parts, you would be shocked. And they get like, you know, 30, 40 bucks for these old broken phones. So it's not nothing. And there are other places that are easier than selling things on eBay. There's Gazelle. There's all sorts of places. Just do a Google search and you will see that stuff that's broken or lying around like 
A lot of it can be reused. For one of my clients, I even found a place for her to send all of her old trophies to. They took them back and recycled them. And then there's places like TerraCycle.org where you can buy recycling boxes and ship the stuff, all the stuff that you're not sure how to recycle. They have ways to, totally unique ways to recycle things. So there are definitely ways to get rid of it that are avoiding the landfill and if that's what's holding you back from getting rid of broken things, then by all means, definitely check out some of these organizations like TerraCycle as well. It's worth it because getting the stuff out of your house gives you so much more space, so much more energy, so much more ability to free your mind and focus on the things that you actually want to be doing in your life. If you do have things, if you are handy with either, you know, tools or a needle and thread or whatever it is, or if there's something that you really want to take to the tailors, let's say, or take to the repair place, then make it a priority. Don't let it sit on your bedroom floor or in your car for weeks at a time. Put it on your calendar and actually get it done because honestly, if you don't do that, like it's not going to get done. It needs to get done. So make it a priority. And if you can't find a way to make it a priority, then let it go because it's just going to be sitting over your head as one of these things that needs to get done. It needs to get done. It needs to get done. But it's not a priority and never and it's never getting done and it's just sitting over your head all the time and it's not going to make you feel good. So you're going to have to weigh the costs and the benefits of doing it or not doing it and decide which one is worth it to you. So just to recap, if you have things in your house that you aren't going to repair or replace, now's the time to let them go. And if you think you can get them repaired, or if you really do want to get something repaired or replaced, then make it a priority. Put it on your calendar to do for this week or as soon as the lockdown in your area is over and get it done. It might be hard to make a deadline, but the deadline is the important part because if you can't honor that deadline, then it's an indicator to you that it's not really that important. And if you can't get it done by that date for reasons that are not in your control, okay, then you can extend the deadline, you know, like a lockdown. But if it's totally within your control, then there's no reason to keep it if you haven't actually got gotten it done. For the future, you can avoid being in these situations by doing a few things. The first is don't buy poor quality things that are not possible to repair. The second is shop with intention and purpose. Don't just buy things because you think you need them. Understand what you actually need and what you don't. And that will help you avoid bringing things into your home that are not only excess, but maybe things that aren't really of good quality that haven't been well researched and might not hold up in the long term. Number three is if you're replacing something that's broken, then before something new can even come in, the broken item has to leave, or at least it has to be swapped at the same time. Because if you're already saying, well, I'm just gonna replace this, then you're saying, I'm not going to repair it. So why bother keeping something that you won't repair? It doesn't make any sense. So let it go. Declutter. It's going to be fine. You're going to be okay without it. If this sounds like you, 
or like something you need help with, I would love if you joined me in the 36-day decluttering challenge. There is a hotline option available and there's going to be bonus days and extra accountability if you do the power hours online, decluttering with me live and, and in small groups so you can actually get targeted advice for your space. Okay, I hope to see you inside the challenge. Thanks for listening to this week's Journey to Organization episode. If you have any questions, as always, send an email or leave a message to Rebecca at balagambigan.com. And if you need help getting organized, let me know and let's set up a done in a day declutter or join the decluttering challenge. There are so many ways I can help you live your best life. All you have to do is reach out to me and take the first step so that we can make your home the home of your dreams. Have a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.